The following is a message by Dr. W. Robert Godfrey from Westminster Seminary, California. For more information about this message or Westminster Seminary, visit us online at wscal.edu or call us at 888-480-8474. That's online at wscal.edu or call us at 888-480-8474. Please be seated. And turn with me in the Word of God to Psalm 49. It seemed to me that as we approach the end of the semester and um, look at all of the tasks remaining to be done, uh, a psalm that focuses on death is uniquely appropriate uh, (laughs) to the situation in which we find ourselves. So we turn to Psalm 49, one of the, uh, uh, I think, most uh, beautiful and intricate of the psalms of the Psalter. So let us give attention to the reading of God's word. Hear this, all peoples, give ear all inhabitants of the world, both high and low, rich and poor together. My mouth shall speak wisdom. The meditation of my heart shall be understanding. I will incline my ear to a proverb. I will solve my riddle to the music of the lyre. Why should I fear in times of trouble when the iniquity of those who cheat me surrounds me? those who trust in their wealth and boast of the abundance of their riches. Truly no man can ransom another or give to God the price of his life, for the ransom of their life is costly and can never suffice, that he should live on forever and never see the pit. For he sees that even the wise die, the fool and the stupid alike must perish and leave their wealth to others. Their graves are their homes forever, their dwelling places to all generations, though they called lands by their own names. Man, in his pomp, will not remain. He is like the beasts that perish. This is the path of those who have foolish confidence, yet after them people approve of their boasts. Like sheep they are appointed for Sheol. Death shall be their shepherd. And the upright shall rule over them in the morning. Their form shall be consumed in Sheol with no place to dwell. But God will ransom my soul from the power of Sheol, for he will receive me. Be not afraid when a man becomes rich, when the glory of his house increases, for when he dies, he will carry nothing away. His glory will not go down after him. For though while he lives, he counts himself blessed, And though you get praise when you do well for yourself, his soul will go to the generation of his fathers who will never again see light. Man in his pomp, yet without understanding, is like the beasts that perish. So far the reading of God's word. Uh, This year, uh, or this semester rather, we've been looking as a faculty at various uh, parts of wisdom literature, and this uh, psalm certainly is a psalm that partakes in many ways of the wisdom literature, and uh, certainly at least in its uh, first half is a psalm that uh, uh, would fit in very well somewhere in the book of Ecclesiastes. Uh, It is a psalm uh, that uh, contains many riddles, and uh, 
One of the riddles I'm fascinated with is the very small riddle of why it is where it is in the Psalter. Uh, We probably won't get into that today. We want to look rather at the big riddle that it poses. And the big riddle that it poses is, what really is the meaning of life? Does life have meaning? And it focuses that question, that riddle, if you will, for the whole world. Everyone needs to think about that. Does life have meaning? Or to put it in more theological terms, it's really an equivalent question to ask, is there a God? And that question is posed as a riddle because when we look around at the world, there seems so much injustice in this world, so much unfairness. And and this psalm in particular focuses that question of the meaning of life or the justice of God or just what in the world's going on on this observation that the rich keep getting richer and they do so by cheating the poor and why should this be allowed? Shows there were Bernie Madoffs even in the ancient world. Uh, what, what is this world really all about? How's it set up? How's it functioning? That's the riddle. And uh, this psalm seeks to answer this riddle really in two stanzas, uh, which end with two rather parallel observations. The first stanza, stanza verses 4 through 12, and the second stanza verses 13 through 20. And in the first stanza, we might say that the riddle of life is answered according to the wisdom of this world. Uh, The whole world is summoned to think about the riddle in this psalm. And in a sense, the world's answer, we might say the sort of Ecclesiastes answer in some ways, is offered in the first stanza. And the answer is simply, always remember, death is the great equalizer. The rich get rich, but they can't take it with them. The rich get rich, but no matter how rich they get, they can't buy more life. And so the wisdom of this world says, relax. Don't let it get to you. Don't fret too much about it. Uh, However much the rich pile up in terms of wealth and influence and power, even when they become powerful enough to name countries after themselves, they soon end up in a very small plot of land, which is their home forever. That's the wisdom of the world. And it's true as far as it goes, but we might ask ourselves, How much comfort is there in it? How satisfying an answer is this answer to the riddle of life from the world? Verse 12 is the summary, of course, the the conclusion of stanza one. Man in his pomp will not remain. He is like the beasts that perish. True. Undeniable. A conclusion that the world can reach and should reach if it reflects in any sort of thoughtful way, but as I say, of limited comfort. Is that really all we can say? Death is the great equalizer. 
Uh, don't worry so much about it. Life is soon over. They can't take it with them. We'll all end up in the grave. True, but of limited comfort. And so the psalmist then in Psalm 2 goes back, in a sense, over the same territory. And to the rich who cheat the poor, to those who live lives of indifference to others of of self-indulgence, who think that all that life is about is what happens in this world, stanza two reiterates the judgment that falls upon them, that they can't take it with them. No matter how much they are praised in this world, verse 14, in one of the beautiful phrases of this psalm, it seems to me, like sheep, they are appointed for Sheol. Death will be their shepherd. They're all headed to one place, and the shepherd that's taking them there is death. But that's not the only word, because in this second stanza, we have not just the wisdom of the world, but we have the wisdom of the word. We have the wisdom of the revelation of God. The meaning of life is not to be determined simply under the sun. It's not to be determined simply from what the world on its own can figure out. But the world, the word, says that there's more to the truth of the riddle of life than that death is the great equalizer. There's also the truth that a morning is coming for the upright. A morning is coming for the upright. We see that in verse 14, don't we? And the upright shall rule over them in the morning. Uh, we sang Psalm 30, which has uh, one of the uh, great verses of the Psalter, I think. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Uh, this is part of the reality of life for God's people. There are nights. There are nights of deep darkness. There are nights of deep sorrow. And they may seem to last a long time. But there is a morning coming. And that morning brings joy. That morning brings light. That morning brings life. That's the promise of the word of God. And that psalm, this psalm uh, raises that up briefly, but rather powerfully for us here in this text raises it up. The upright shall rule over them in the morning. There is a morning coming for all of God's people. A day of resurrection, a day of light, a day of life, and a day of justice. There's a day coming when the upright will rule over the wicked. That's the promise of God's word. The riddle of life may seem insolvable as we live it, And as we experience it day by day, but the promise and the revelation of God's word is that as things are now is not how they will always be. There is a morning coming. And although the wicked will descend into the pit where there is only forever darkness, where there is only forever death, for those who belong to God, for the upright, there is coming a day of light and life and justice. And all that's going to happen, this psalm promises in uh, this second stanza in verse 15, because of God. It's one of the great phrases 
in Scripture, it seems to me. But God will ransom my soul. The way of the world is death. The end of the world is the grave. The great equalizer is death. But God can overcome this world. God will overcome this world. That's the promise. And God will do that by ransoming my soul. He'll buy it back. The richest man in the world can't pay the price to ransom his own soul. But God can pay the price. And that word ransom echoes through the scriptures, doesn't it? God ransomed his people out of Egypt. He redeemed them out of Egypt. And when he gave them his law, he incorporated, embedded in that law, the principle of the ransom of the firstborn. The firstborn animal, the firstborn son, had to be ransomed. That was embedded in the law of Israel. Why was that embedded in the law of Israel? God tells us because he knows we're not too bright. It's embedded in the law of Israel as a constant reminder. As you go through life, as animals are born, as children are born, you have to ransom the firstborn. And why do you have to ransom the firstborn? As a reminder that God had to ransom his firstborn because he calls Israel his firstborn. He said to Pharaoh, let my firstborn go. And when Pharaoh would not do that, what was the judgment visited upon Egypt? Well, at least part of the judgment was the death of the firstborn of Egypt, children and animals. God ransomed his people out of Egypt. He did it at the cost of the life of the firstborn of Egypt. He did it because Israel was his firstborn. And in all of that, he's pointing forward to something greater, isn't he? The ultimate fulfillment of Israel and all its purpose, the true firstborn of God, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, who became for his people their ransom. Jesus Christ, who came to be the life of his people, to be the light of his people, to be the justice-bearing one for his people. And so when we read in Psalm 15, uh, verse 15 of Psalm 49, we are privileged to know that that little phrase, but God will ransom my soul from the power of Sheol, summarizes and echoes the whole of the revelation of God in Scripture, culminating in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, of whom John wrote, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness does not overcome it. For the people of God, the grave is not the end. The grave is not our forever home. But because of Jesus Christ, there is light and life and justice and hope coming. You see, there is an answer, a satisfying answer, not just a comfortless answer to the riddle of life. And and you're here so that you'll understand that more, so that you'll have that insight into the word of God at a more profound level so that you you can help people understand how it is that all the scripture points to Jesus Christ.
who is the answer to the riddle of life. And so in the days and hours to come as you study and as you burn the midnight oil and you think that joy may never come in the morning, (laughs) remember that God has ransomed your soul in the blood of Jesus Christ. And that what you're doing here is preparing you to take that good news to many who yet dwell in darkness. Let's ask the Lord to bless us in that great work. Lord our God, how we thank you for your word in its beauty and in its power, in its sobering realism, and also in its wonderful promise. And we thank you, O Lord, that Jesus Christ is the ransom of our souls and our hope for eternal life. And we pray, O Lord, that in all the struggles of this life for us, um, struggles in so very many different ways that that only you fully know, uh, that we might uh, live as those filled with hope, confident that joy comes in the morning. Hear us, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Copyright 2009, Westminster Seminary, California. All rights reserved. You are permitted to reproduce and distribute this material in any format, provided that you do not alter the wording in any way, and you do not charge a fee beyond the cost of reproduction. For web posting, a link to this broadcast on our website is preferred.